testing. Yeah, I think we're testing. Uh, yeah, the movie hour, episode uh, 236. It's uh, June 25th, 2013. Uh, we usually swear a lot and spoil some movie plot, so uh, beware of that. Good luck. Welcome, everybody, to the Frida Pinto Slumdog Movie Hour. My name is Greg Maloney. I am here with my co-host, Brother James, everyone's favorite, Jeff. Straight to the point today, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Woohoo! Hi, hi. Oh, hi, hi. It's going to be a fun day. I've got a feeling. It's summer, guys, officially. It's officially it summer. It's, it's like flag day out. Is it flag day? Oh, oh I get it. It's I like flag it. day out there. <laughs> I hate you guys. Yeah, okay. Making fun of me. Mm. Why not? I'll be the I'll be the weak guy today, no problem. Um, it has been a lovely beginning of summer. It's kind of nice in Michigan. I'm guessing it's nice in New York. It's a little hot in terms of humidity here, but I'll let it slide. Um, yeah, hot hot here doesn't play, and it's been hot pretty frequently. Uh, I'm not I'm not real happy about it right now. It'll well, come back. It'll come back. Have some more champagne. It'll feel better. You'll feel better about it. Uh, it's definitely uh, beers and no pants podcast, which is a classic here at the. Lives on no pants. Yeah. You guys get the beer. Oh, both. Oh, both. Yeah. Yeah. You don't understand. Yeah. You can only do one if you want to do the other. So, like, if I'm thirsty, I have to take my pants off. And I'm not wearing underwear. So, it's going to get serious. It's it's Donald Duck time. Um, Yeah. uh, (laughs) Want to do a quick shout out to uh, our friend of the show, Brian. He had his birthday this weekend. A lot of birthdays, really. Yeah. Stogues and Dean. Shout out this week. Yep. He's in Hawaii. Our guest, uh, guest host, freaking guest host, Josh. You received my package. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, he seems very pleased. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think th- and, things are going well. Do you guys know who else sent him stuff? I didn't really get a uh, big response on None that. of them will be as good as mine, so it doesn't matter. What did you send him? I sent him the letter that Dirk Calloway sends to Max Fisher. Oh, that's awesome. Good <laughs> <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> good for you. Uh, every, yeah, we sent some letters to surprise him, and I'm sure he'll, yeah, he, uh, I, I, don't want to go through it, but there are a couple people I know of. Jeff, we'll talk about it after the show. Perfect. Uh, if you have time. But with uh, with summer comes uh, summer movies, which we've talked about and kind of billboarded for you guys. We're getting into the middle of that. Uh, Man of Steel was out last weekend, and the, or two weekends ago. And uh, this last weekend, World War Z came out with Monsters U, which we didn't really talk about that much because we were too busy just stomping on <laughs> Superman's corpse from last yeah. week. But um, were important milestones that uh, they came out this weekend, and they did make... Uh, I'm surprised uh, Monsters U made $82.5 which is Pixar's second best opening weekend, which surprised me. That surprised me just because, uh, I don't know, I guess I'm not in the, the right target audience, but I didn't see much you know press for it. Yeah, I don't... I I'm guess not it's, very been, good. it's probably showing on Nickelodeon or something. Yeah, I'm not a very good barometer for that anymore either, just because like, the only things I watch are online, and I always end up seeing the same fucking commercials over and over again because of that. And uh, it's What surprises me, Like, I was thinking about uh, Monsters U being their first Pixar's first prequel movie, um, and it was, like the last movie was 2001. It just 12 years, which I know a lot of big movies have been coming back, or sequels have been coming back from... Uh, fifteen twenty. What was the Tron difference? Like, right. so, probably but, not something we've spoken about a lot. But um, right. Hollywood seems to be out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. We haven't really discussed it very often. But um, it's you know, it didn't really have in terms of uh, children, uh, family movies didn't really have all that much competition left. At least anything that's been out recently, and um, it did fantastically well. And then we had our World War Z movie, which had all sorts of terrible fucking press and drama about what was happening on 
uh, in the movie and about being remade and stuff like that. And James, you saw it, right? We'll, I did see uh, it. It made like minutes 60, ago. Yeah, it made sixty-six and a half million, which is uh, good for what it was projected. And right. I think, um, I guess what we can do is jump straight into these things. I know I saw this as the end. We got to talk about that. Um, and I guess we'll start with you. We'll put Jeff in the middle, like a little sandwich, and then I'll uh, I'll go at the end. Okay. Um, yeah, I did see Mar- World War Z. Um, full disclosure, um, I have not read the book. I have no basis on what to compare it with. So right. I'm, this is just a movie-going experience for me. Um, the movie uh, is about uh, Earth getting overrun by zombies, which in this case is like started through a disease. So you know, for those people Classic. who like, like to you know put you know subcategories on their zombies, these are zombie disease zombies. But uh, um, um, what are the other the, subcategories other than um, aliens bringing the zombies back? <laughs> um, uh, I think just like supernatural undead zombies is the other big one. Can, can right. you give an example of that? Um, I, I, I'm not the horror guy, but uh, let's see, uh, Shaun of the Dead maybe. I don't know. Night of the Living Dead had a lot of Living Dead. Yeah. Rock from the Graves. Like kind a lot of, of the old school ones. Though. Yeah, yeah, I imagine so. Um, but uh, so anyway, um, the film focuses on a guy named uh, Jerry who uh, is played by Brad Pitt. Um, he's a former UN um, kind of like a crime investigator. Um, used to be, you know, in the really tough places in the world and decided to give all that up to lead the family life. Well, the world goes to shit. He calls his old buddy at the UN. He's like, yeah, I can get you in. We're going to need you, though. So he comes back aboard, basically, and just starts helping them investigate so, what the hell is going on and how this all started. Like a John Matrix style? Like, we need to bring you back. And when you, like... But kind he, of, yeah. Kind of. Like, call them. That's the difference. That's the difference. He's um, dead. <laughs> I love actually, him. no, I think they, they call... Yeah, they call him. They call, oh, okay. They, they, they do call Brad Pitt, I believe, okay. he, is the your initial call. So he is John Matrix. Perfect. He is. It is John Matrix. And, uh... Um, so yeah, so like, and it sweeps the world like epidemically, you know, like that scene that you see in all the trailers with, you know, him in New York and traffic, like it just sweeps through before anyone knows what the hell's going on. That's how quickly these things change. Like, uh, he witnesses someone get bit by a zombie and he changes in like 10 seconds. So it's just sweeping through. That's a bunch of shit. That's not possible. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't believe in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird. Cause he finds in other parts of the world, the changes like some, are taking like 10 minutes so it's kind of like all over the place climate related maybe yeah so basically the whole premise is him going out in the world trying to find where it all originated trying to get some clue on how to cure this whole situation basically so the world goes to shit in the first what like 10 minutes and then you're um yeah probably about 20 but yeah something like that um so um but uh the movie's pretty good. Mark Forster directs it. Um, he's done some decent stuff, like Finding Neverland, and he did the second of the newer uh, Bond films, Quantum of Solace, which is all right. Uh, right off the bat, I notice he uses that stupid crush that I hate, where they film action sequences in too closely, um, which drives me crazy. Um, especially when <laughs> half your cast is CGI, like zombies whipping about. It's like, all right, you're spending all this money, at least show it, you know. But um, and it is a decent amount of action in there. Um, I, again, I don't know what the books, you know, want it to be. But uh, as far as I know, there's a lot of talk about the like the worldview of it all, and there is a little bit of that, um, not a lot, and it's mostly because he's traveling different places to 
try and hunt this this disease down and where it all started. Um, but does it start from a hunter eating a monkey? Um, I don't know. Okay, just I don't know. Because sure. um, that's how AIDS started. <laughs> um, but uh, so um, the part that I do like about this film is just the survival aspect of it, which is how I like most of my zombie films is through that aspect uh, the zombies itself. They're borderline ridiculous movement, which is fun for the movie. Uh, it didn't bother me too much, but the part I really liked is I'm scavenging for supplies, you know, trying to live when the world has gone to shit. And most of that happens in the first half hour, 20 minutes when the world's going to shit. Um, after that, it becomes, kind of the pacing and I'm you're not going to like the movie that I refer this to but kind of the pacing to like a you know angels and demons type of movie where he's like <laughs> trying to yeah trying to find the clues and follow the leads of you know where patient zero started and all that kind of stuff Dan Brown up with this bitch Sorry, that was so. How about uh, how about the pacing of National Treasure Two? That's probably um, better. better I don't know that movie. What? Nick Cage? Hello. Yeah, exactly. Is this on? Hello. So, um, as far as performances, um, not a whole lot needed to be done in this movie. Just a lot of intensity. So, is it like Brad Pitt ninety five percent of the time? Because that's yeah, what the trailer yes, looks like. It is not Brad Pitt ninety five percent of the time. Okay, interesting. Is he at least on headset with somebody, like talking to him all the time? Yeah, I mean, he's usually in touch with somebody. Hmm. Um, and he kind of goes around and his, like, basically he, the UN comes in because, you know, he used to be the UN guy. Uh, they fly him to, like, the safe ship. Like, okay, you know, let's send you out with a team of people and, you know, find out what's going on. And his team has to go from place to place and it changes just based off of casualties and new people they kind of run into and stuff like that. So... Hmm. But, How's uh, David Morris not a friend of the show yet? We need to talk. I don't know, and yeah. I he, he's not. No, he, yeah, he. I love David Morris, and he is. I don't know what to do with David Morris in this film. He's in it. Uh, he's kind of a key part, like a key clue part. And I don't know if it's the character because I don't know how the book writes it, but I think it's overplayed in this. And I, I'm hoping it's because the book like wrote it that way or the script. My wrote understanding that is that this is almost nothing like the book. Okay. Because this guy comes off a little too whacked out, like too charismatic. It's weird. Like he comes out like, okay, here's he's like an ex CIA agent. They find it like some prison basically who has some information on how it may have started. And they treat it like it's a not a Hannibal Lecter situation, but you know somewhere in that family, like a lesser yeah. version. And it's just like, all right, we don't need to do this like little drama of like talking <laughs> between each other. Right. And it's just like he just has information. Let's keep moving. Like uh, I don't know. It seems like they made the, they try to make it too theatrical in that scene. From what I understand from the book, and again, I haven't read it either, but the book is kind of like a documentary look at the zombie apocalypse that just was recovered from. So everything's kind okay. of like in retrospective of its past now. And we're dealing with what happened and like talking about what happened. And I don't know yeah. how much. And they, changed, actually... they actually changed it quite a bit then depending on or like considering what they did with the film that I just saw. Right. So. Yeah. I like more so than normal. Like people usually piss and moan, but like more so than normal. I've heard that like literally the title and the fact that it involves zombies are right. what they have in common. Um, so, regrets you like you regret seeing it or no? no i enjoyed it it's just 
I mean, it's nothing amazing. It's nothing special. Uh, there were some cool parts about it. Um, I like the way it ended, actually. Um, it wasn't a save the world type of situation. Um, <laughs> how many how many family members of Brad Pitt's die is what I want to know. Um, on screen, none. Interesting. Let's, let's go with that. Interesting. On screen. Which is a great... I forgot to bring up this. We talked, you know, we, I'm not done shitting on Superman still. We talked about <laughs> the entire half hour of last right, week's right. episode wasn't enough. I got some more things I want to say. The, uh, that great website. That's like bodycount.com or something. I just wanted to, I wish I knew uh, body count uh, only counts uh, how many are on screen. Well, I was going to say, cause there's like on screen, but yeah, there's buildings collapsing in that movie right. like crazy and you know, people are dying, but they don't show yeah. one of them. But uh, yeah, in this one, yeah, I'm sure there's quite a high body count in this one. So there were some, there were some neat things they did. I really enjoyed some of the things they did, and I enjoyed the movie. But if you like the book, apparently, don't go see it expecting it to be anything like the book. And the ending you liked because there was pretty much the whole hoopla about it was they had to redo the ending and everything because it just didn't fake make fun. I liked it because it wasn't like the super happy Scooby Doo ending. You know, it wasn't like hey, everything's better. It was a step basically. Like okay, right, something positive came from this but it's not the world's <laughs> error i gotcha very cool so, so i enjoyed it actually so it was pretty good but it's i mean it's literally just an action film with some intrigue in it right cool. uh real quick um sure. a disaster expert named charles watson of watson technical consulting <laughs> went to impressive lengths to calculate the damage their battle would have actually caused in terms and this is of course about superman or uh, man of steel in terms of human and financial loss according to buzzfeed uh watson technical consulting estimates the total cost of destruction at two trillion with yeah. property damage alone accounting for approximately 700 billion compared to the 55 <laughs> billion that resulted from 9-11 even more more staggering is the figure doesn't factor in loss of life or long-term economic impact. Uh, the yeah. uh, Watson Technical Consulting puts the body count at 129,000 with over, over 250,000 missing and nearly a million injured. Yeah, this is because Christopher Reeve and you know Brandon Ruth would have flown out of the city and had the fight out there. But Henry Cable since he's reference Brandon Ruth, if not <laughs> oh, I reference him all day, all day. He would have done the good thing. Henry Cable, he he's a Brit, so he doesn't care about America, so he just didn't mind trash. Wow, wow, shitting on the Brits. That's just that's just low. Um, we do. Uh, I I did see this is the end. And I think you made the correct choice, Jim, because this is the end was kind of disappointing. I was expecting like it might have been the expectations game. I had heard some good things. Um, What's interesting, though, is as I think about it, sandwich. What's that? I said, are we not making a Jeff sandwich? Yeah, I completely am changing that situation because I'm just going to talking at the end. So Jeff can Jeff can jump in at the end. Um, And uh, yeah, I, I think it was when I was thinking about the expectations and who had mentioned like, oh, it sounded was good. Nobody. I never heard firsthand that it was good. It was like, oh, I heard it was good. And everybody heard it was good. And now that I've seen it. It's a liminal campaign. Yeah, I I ended up seeing it. I was kind of disappointed. Um, This, as we talked about before, was uh, Seth Rogen's directorial debut. Uh, His buddy, Evan Goldberg, also directed um, for a a little Coen Brothers kind of combo. They also wrote the screenplay. uh, And they actually did the story before. I didn't know this until seeing the movie that... The idea for this movie was actually and created a long time ago, and they did a short for it for a buddy, Jason Stone, called Jay and Seth vs. the Apocalypse, which if you do some YouTubing, you can find the trailer for it. 
Uh, I don't think the short ever actually was released, but the trailer was released and it looked pretty bad and obviously low budget. But anyhow, um, it was pretty much like a college project. So, uh, so we get to the movie and as you understand from the trailers, uh, this is the end is pretty much about the end of days, the end of the world. And just happens to be, uh, in the beginning, we see that it's, James Franco having a giant party and everybody celebrities playing themselves in LA and we end up having people together mass hysteria happens and shit hits the fan the main plot in this the the little plot that does exist is um Jay Burchell and Seth Rogen are longtime buddies uh he Jay flies in and Seth picks him up from the airport and you realize little by little like they uh Jay doesn't really like any of his other friends but um, he's also like him and Seth and Jay have been growing apart for a while and they're, you know, they're just trying to like get through their bromance uh, together while everything else is going on. This is pretty much a dude's film um, beyond like a couple of couple of uh, cameos. You've got Emma Watson, who you guys have all seen in the trailer and uh, everyone's favorite Mindy Kaling, I think it is. And I think, uh, yeah, the, the plot actually exists in this, which is somewhat nice there's i want to equate this movie to uh grown-ups which there's a second one coming out good good <laughs> like lord wow, help strong right. strong uh strong right. recommendation well i just i just mean the comparison being um in grown-ups you could tell watching that movie it was just a bunch of fucking like jokes strung together and in this the plot drives the jokes other like it's the reverse so they did it the right way and this is what i'm trying to say and grown-ups is like what the fuck is going on with the plot all i hear is you know a punchline after a punchline and nothing goes together um in this it somewhat goes together they did a they did a decent job in that um so we have uh seth and jay get primary like the primary uh uh, screen time, but James Franco, Jonah Hill, Danny McBride, and Craig Robinson all get a very good chunk as well. They pretty much end up being the six left over in James Franco's. Jonah Hill uh, still has his skinny IMDb picture, but he's fat yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, uh, he's still you know he's in between. He's in between. Uh, I actually saw him. Um, I saw him at brunch uh, about a month and a half ago. Not skinny. <laughs> not, <laughs> not skinny right now. Um, so. Just kidding, Jonah. You're still our pal. <laughs> so, the the thing that you can expect, and I was expecting, was you see Michael, Sarah, Emma Watson. You see a lot of people in the trailer. It ends up being like those those six that I mentioned before in the movie almost entirely. Uh, the parties in the very beginning of the movie that ends in like 10, 15 minutes. You get to see Emma Watson again. You get to see Danny McBride again and Danny McBride for quite a bit. But that's pretty much it. Everybody else is out of the movie by then. Um, there are a couple cameos, which um, you know, not that big of a deal. But what I do, the funny in this movie, which I, a lot of the jokes in the first 10, 15 minutes, like before they get up to the party, don't land very well, at least not with me. It's a lot of you know stoner jokes, which gets us to Pineapple Express. It does, the, the comedy is um, similar. And some of the physical humor was good. That, that stuff, that stuff had worked for me, even though I was not shit faced. A couple of beers would have helped this movie by far. And I, uh, yeah, I guess the whole story ends up being like with the, the Armageddon thing that happens, happens is it really is like the, uh, biblical, uh, apocalypse situation. So there, like there are 
demons running around in this world there is a part where they end up like going on a giant like exidy acid trip so seth had his pretty much had a decision to make as a director other than just shooting things he had to like create things decide how many special effects to put in here and there and it kind of fell apart at times and the plot in the middle of the story kind of just died there was no it wasn't going anywhere which felt very pineapple express but I think I think <laughs> during this entire review, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just imagine Seth Rogen being like on the other line, just doing like his guttural chuckle, like <laughs> "fuck <Yeah>. you, man." <laughs> like, here's the thing, like that's the thing. You see this movie, and you've got a feeling it was a blast to put together. Like you know they had fun. It right. looks, it's it hilarious. Seems like it would just be like all of them. Just all right. What are we gonna do now? All right, let's just fuck start- around. There's a part where Jonah Hill gets like raped by a demon, and there's a part where like they're fighting the devil, and he's got a giant dick. Like it's it's stuff like that that, you know, it gets some cheap laughs. I, I giggled a little bit, but they do a lot of that stuff, so it gets old kind of quick. But, um, yeah, you can tell they had a great time putting it together. It didn't translate too much to the film, and I think uh, like I think it was a decent try. Like I think he aimed pretty high and didn't make it, but I, I think it was a decent try. And uh, Did, uh... the... Did anyone steal any scenes? Like, was anybody more prominent than the other as far as their performance? Or... Right. I think Danny McBride still, like, I don't know if it's just I'm a fan or not, but Danny McBride, I think, brought the most took funny. over a lot. The most funny for me in this. And did Emma Watson his, his even... just, like, harsh profanity is always hilarious. Right, right. Uh, Emma Watson Like, has... did she even get to explore beyond her normal, I am a nice little girl persona? Yeah, they. That's the a lot of the humor in this movie actually from the cameos is like against type stuff. Right. Like, I just didn't know if they gave her enough yeah, screen time Michael to Santa, do that. Lawson ends up like pretty much bitching at him and swinging an axe at him a couple times because gotcha. there's jokes about uh, rape, which rape jokes are you know always always in in. Both <laughs> um, and then everybody else like Paul Rudd shows up and I was happy to see him for like the three seconds he was in, which okay hey Paul Rudd everybody and it was it's pretty funny. He's the guy that shows up at the party with a giant like the giant. Uh, That'd be sweet if they had like the audience yeah. applause or something when he walked in. Ah. Oh. Um, but there's yeah there like the physical humor a lot of the like against type stuff's kind of funny. They do do some. There's a lot of co- uh, jokes at people's expense like Seth jokes about how terrible his laugh is and how he can't act and jonah hill's jokes about how he somehow he got he got uh, nominated for Moneyball and shit like that like there's there's funny stuff in it but it's i i I don't know i think it was the expectations i when i saw it i didn't find myself laughing as much as i'd hoped and uh yeah i was impressed by the amount of effects and how surprisingly well that part was put together although again there's like a drug trip scene which seemed really fucked up but i'm sure on the pineapple express level it's hilarious and yeah, I guess if you do go to the movies and you're a fan of any of these actors, especially Dan McBride, I guess it's, it's worth seeing, but I, uh, yeah, hope, hope for more for Seth Rogen in the future. Uh, I'm sure he'll be, uh, behind the scenes again. Look at the guys, the guys got money. So, and there was, I think it was produ- like co-produced by uh, Jay Bruchel and I'm trying to remember who else. And yeah, they'll be fine. So maybe we'll see something else similar. We'll see. Um, so Jeff, what, uh, what'd you end up catching? You said you so, had- awesome. uh, 
Today, oh, I guess I want to start just by real briefly talking about two movies that I rewatched this week, um, and just talk about their staying staying power. I rewatched uh, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, yeah, that was it's so good. It's so good. The way, um, yeah, a lot, and you have to see it again too. That movie's one where the more you watch it, the more you can catch, and it's yeah, it's funny. The yeah, I had forgotten entirely about like the the thing about like the Japanese, like the Japanese are all their money. They're they're hundred percent. I don't know. Very funny stuff. Anyway, um, and then I rewatched. Um, I've been packing. I'm moving to a new apartment next week, so I kind of threw on in the background Happy Gilmore. Nice. Two things occurred to me. Number one, that movie holds up like crazy. And number two, so much of my vernacular, like just the things I say on a day-to-day basis are ripped straight from that movie. Like I still say that stuff or like speak in like, you know, certain, certain, I don't know, just like so much stuff that I hear myself saying now constantly. It's just straight from Happy Gilmore. So that's, that's kind of funny. And Julie Bowen, just a bait, a Chinese babe. Total babe. Total babe. Oh, Italian foods here. That's sweet. Um, <laughs> not wearing a shirt. Is it? Uh, <laughs> so, but today on uh, HBO, I watched uh, a movie called Chronicle. It came out last year. You may remember the. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I had actually. It looked really stupid, uh, in like the previews. But I, a couple of people that I that I know and respect had seen it. And were like, you should probably check it out. It's not terrible. And um, Get it out of the way. It wasn't terrible. Um, it, it, yeah. So I heard the same um, thing this past week. The, the only thing I'd be worried about, like this is a lot of handheld in this, right or no? It's almost all handheld. Right. The reason that it's called Chronicle is because it's um it's like a very it's not like found footage, but um it starts off with like this kid getting a camera because his uh like he, he's kind of a disturbed kid. Like he has an abusive father and his mother's really sick. And like, he, you get the idea that he sort of has the camera because his dad hits him and he like wants to like record that. Um, and he's, he's a senior in high school, I think. And, uh, anyway, so, uh, but it, it's sort of the, the plot, he's, he's not a very popular kid and you get that right from the, right off the bat and you feel bad for him. Um, and so there's like a lot of handheld, like a lot of it's done in like mirrors and stuff like that. But, and then, there are other like there are kind of like other excuses to to basically pull almost everything that's in this movie with with a few exceptions off of what could be like found footage or like you know footage from uh from like somebody so it's almost all handheld um even when it's not this kid holding the camera right, right. um and basically it's like He's at this party at the beginning, um, and his cousin sort of like drags him to this party, and they like people at the party know he's got this camera. So some weird like something really weird happens, and people come like get him like, hey, you've got a camera, you need to check this out. So he, his brother and or his cousin rather, and this other kid like go check this thing out, and uh, you know <laughs> suddenly they feel radioactive, <laughs> and uh, and find that they can like move things with the power of their mind, uh, and like at first like their nose bleeds when they do it. And stuff but basically the analog is made like uh, like it's like a muscle like it, you know the more they work it out the better they get at it and pretty soon they're and like they don't their nose doesn't bleed doesn't so like um and there doesn't seem to be any like limit to it like they can move like the atmosphere around them to make them fly they can like you know push people away and stuff like that um so kind of a i don't know kind of a 
pretty typical superhero beginning. Um, so you see, like you say, it's not awful. It's not awful because the way, like what impressed you? Um, you know, just the way the plot's driven is it's, uh, and obviously this is something that's been a little more popular these days, but like they don't immediately like go out and start fighting crime or anything. In fact, there's no like fighting crime element to this at all, really. It's like they first start off by like pulling pranks on people and stuff like that. And then like, uh, and then just sort of, it moves, it moves on and on and on. And like the, and I I, uh, I I actually hope that people see this, so I don't want to give away too much about the ending. But like one of the characters um, starts to uh, starts to become like a little bit, and not like a not like a villain at all. Just like starts to starts to kind of like use his powers in ways that maybe aren't like appropriate, and it's more like of an immaturity thing, or like a and it's it's just a it's it's pretty interesting, and um and it's a it's it's just a much different look at like what like superpowers it's not uh you know they're not heroes they're not villains it's just uh just it, kids it's, yeah they're just kids yeah just like high school seniors that all of a sudden have like this this thing so um i don't know i mean it, it was a minute and 20 or an hour and 26 minutes long rather so um you know it was a quick watch i feel like there were a couple things that didn't hit like at the beginning one of the characters is talking about how like he's really into philosophy and stuff and it's like okay yeah i get it <laughs> but um I don't know. It, it, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought that like, it didn't come off in most parts as like campy or like, uh, or like, you know, like hackneyed. It sort of seemed like new ideas for the most part. Um, I do have to say when the one character is starting to like, like not use his power responsibly or like abuse his power, there seems to be like a, uh, I was definitely reminded of, Anakin Skywalker and Star Wars, uh, the uh, Return of the Sith or whatever, Revenge of the Sith, uh, turning into a bad guy. Like, okay, I get it. He's becoming a bad guy now. Like, yeah, yeah but, uh, um, I mean, there was a little bit of that. Like, his voice got deeper and stuff. But, uh, it was, it was pretty good. Um, the guy that directed it is actually, uh, his name is Josh Trank. He's younger than us, if you can, if you yeah, that. relative um, unknown. He did, like, writing before that and then, like, directed a couple TV episodes. Right, or right. Yeah. But now he's uh he's doing the new Fantastic Four uh Fantastic Four I guess yeah. that's exciting and rumored for Venom assuming that's the the superhero Venom well, yeah, super villain be. I, I should mean, uh, and yep. and with Chronicle we've got another Michael Kelly sighting just want to yeah yeah he played the uh, he played the drunken abusive dad <laughs> perfect perfect so. cool. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw the stamp on it, but if you got an hour and twenty five minutes to burn, this it, it's well worth watching. I think it's on Netflix as well right now. So you know, get yeah. after it. Speaking of, we've been putting together. Uh, I've been playing around with like home theater PC stuff, and I've been getting like more and more trying to get like my collection uh, more and more uh, online and stuff, like my DVDs and shit. And I got, uh, I was watching movies just to see how like the streaming worked to see how well it was working like like that. And I ended up end up catching like. What's funny is Angels and Demons was on there. Just want to bring that up. Uh, but also, uh, I ended up watching a little bit of Caddyshack, V for Nendetta, uh, tons of tons of random shit. I ended up catching uh, what is the Constantine? Tons of weird. Which, by the way, isn't a bad movie. I like that movie. Um, just want to bring that up. Just oh, thanks. That up. Keanu Reeves, dude. Man of Tai Chi, Drunken Feature, 2013. You give happening. me shit every time I watch it. To uh, Constantine? Yeah. What? Yeah. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to I give a, you shit. Yeah, I, we have to bring a recording up for that because I don't know if that's true. Yeah, um, um, mostly just because Keanu Reeves is in it, but uh, you know, and um, what's his it, nuts? It's, uh, it's mostly the new off, Jones kid. Off podcast, but yeah. 
<laughs> well, then it's you know, no recording. No recording. Can't be true. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Dude, he actually tries to act in that movie, though. It's kind of interesting. Shia LaBeouf. So, anyhow, uh, lots of uh, lots of fantastic things. Like White House Down comes out this uh, this weekend. Did it come out already? That. I just assumed no, it's it came this, and left already. I'm pretty sure it's this weekend. I'm uh, so psyched for it. I'm sure there won't be racial stereotypes. <laughs> Uh, you know, like bad jokes or puns or anything bad at all. I'm sure it's just gonna be awesome or anything no, bad. No, it's a kind of a pretty, kind of a pretty dead weekend. Um, but yeah. So every one, McConaughey and Morgan Freeman. I don't know. <laughs> Have you seen this one before? Maybe kind of. Uh, so yeah, everybody enjoy their beginning of summer. Hope you guys have some uh, some good weeks ahead. And uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening. And thank you, James and Jeff, for your input. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this one. Hey, drive safe, people. Take care, everyone. We will talk soon, hopefully next week. Uh, The Frida Pinto Slumdog Movie Hour. I want to say millionaire. I'll see you.